Welcome to Simple Tech Talk, innovative topics and creative introductions to the marketplace. Happy New Year, friends and listeners, and welcome to Simple Tech Talk, where we take what can be considered complex and break it down into easy-to-understand language. And it should be easy to understand why we are so excited to be joined by Board Active patent attorney Yuri Eliezer, who is the lead attorney for Board Active's just-awarded granted patent with international priority claims. In addition, Yuri Eliezer serves as chair of the IP practice group at Founders Legal, and he has earned quite the reputation along the way. Yuri Eliezer has represented the top 50 companies in the Fortune 500 in their international high-level portfolios. He's prosecuted patents that have survived litigation and have been awarded multi-million dollar jury awards. Yuri has secured international licensing deals, and he has had patent portfolios valued in the seven to eight figure ranges. Alongside Yuri in studio is the founder and CEO of Board Active, Mr. Doug Pittman. Welcome to the Simple Tech Talk Studios, gentlemen. Thank you. This is going to be a great conversation. This is something that uh, we've been working on for quite some time. So it's very, very interesting, and it's going to be very interesting to the listeners, for sure. And that special something is the goose that laid the golden egg. Yeah. The patent. Yeah. Doug's been holding back for a long time because we saw this coming. We were working hard. Uh, The last three months, the last four months, we were uh, working closely with the patent examiners because we know that an issuance was forthcoming and it's finally here. And so happy to be on the show with you. Uh, Thank you, Doug, for inviting me. Yeah, it's one of those stories of how did a small guy get this patent? Looking forward to this story. We're really, really excited about it. And this story did not begin just yesterday. This has been years in the making. Yeah, it it has. And Doug, I want to add on to what you said. How did a small guy come up with something so extraordinary? And that's big vision. Tremendous vision, foresight, competency in the industry uh, with an excellent team behind him to put everything together. And so, Doug, this is a wonderful asset that your your company now has. I'm happy to discuss in, in detail to talk about what that means for Board Active and what it means for the industry as well. So, Yuri, tell us a little bit about how you met Doug Pittman. Sure, of course. Uh, Well, our firm, Founders Legal, we're at the Atlanta Tech Village. We're um, advisors to the building and all the companies that go through the Atlanta Tech Village, which is the nation's fourth largest accelerator. Companies there have raised over $800 million and have gone on to be the fastest growing companies in America. Excellent team of people there. And we're very fortunate and lucky to be the, the law firm in that building. And that's where I met Doug. Doug was working together with some smart group of people and uh, decided that securing his intellectual property rights to what they were doing was to be the primary focus of an early stage company at that time. So that's how we met. Yeah, I actually found him through Atlanta Tech Village and we just had some discussions. Actually, our first discussions of our patent, it wasn't going to work. So we scrapped that and come back later with a new plan. That's right. Oh, boy, did we sit down and go over some things. I mean, it took forever to get it all put together. Yeah, and I could share a story there. A lot of early-stage companies, they get excited about what they're doing. They want to secure their IP. But you have to do it in the context of research. You can't do it in a vacuum. So Doug and I undertook multiple international patent searches. And what we found is the version one of their vision 
uh, the initial step, it wasn't patentable. Uh, they weren't the first to it in many senses. And so Doug had to take the team back to the drawing board. And I think that's the most important uh, thing an early stage company can do is to look at what the intellectual property landscape looks like. Otherwise, you can expend a lot of resources going in the wrong direction, working towards something that you can't secure. And if you can't secure it, you can't license it to your customers because your customers might be big enough to compete with you. And so you always have to do the due diligence. And that's when I really knew Doug was the right type of executive for this organization because he was willing to adapt. He didn't want to push forward with something that didn't work. He was willing to do the due diligence and put the resource towards the research and the homework to make sure his company has a clear path forward. That's why I knew that a long-term relationship with Board Active was important for our firm um, to maintain. Yeah. When we were doing that, I remember thoroughly, it was like, these attorneys, they just drive me crazy. <laughs> and I knew he was right. But it, as a CEO and founder of a company, you get frustrated with the fact that, you know, nothing's really working. But when you have an attorney, especially in a patent attorney, and they give you advice, you better take that advice because no matter what you think, it's what's law. And you better listen to your, your patent attorney. And that's what one thing that I did. And I learned that early on that whatever I did uh, was going to be uh, a team concept with Yuri. So, Yuri, tell us about the progression, the ups and downs of this process. Yeah, and there were quite a few. We were looking at what the industry was doing. Doug had his eyes on every single, you could say, competitor or entrant into this space. And I had my eyes on the IP, the patents that were being filed in this space. And a lot of companies make a mistake, early stage companies in particular, of looking to see where they can secure the intellectual property as it relates to the product they have today. What Doug did is say, hey, this is might be the product we have today, but a patent's going to last you 20 years. We need something that's going to take us through the next decade because who knows what these bigger folks have in their lab that they're working on. We have to be ahead of the game. And what every early stage company has to play on a level playing field is the intellectual capacity to be niche, to be focused, and to brainstorm and be creative. And Duck put together brainstorming sessions where we said, where is our IP going to take us? Yeah, we know we got product version one here. But where do we want to go? Where is this industry going to go? Is it going to be holographic advertisements? Is it going to be through your television? Is it going to be through the billboard? Is it going to be through your watch or your virtual reality glasses? Doug did not leave a single stone unturned. And we thought present day, we thought five years out, we thought 10 years out. And that's what your IP should really cover, not just what you have today. And so that was a, a little bit discouraging when what they had at that time may not have been the strongest for IP coverage, although it may have been needed to get your foot in the door with the right customers. And that was difficult for his developers to say, well, what's going to be hard to develop or we don't have that yet. But they had to push through and get creative. And that was a really exciting process to be a part of with your team, Doug. Early on, I talked to a top level uh, executive with a large company and, and he told me, said that 
Doug, you know, what you've done is, is really immaculate. He said, because no company could have put 20 people in a room and come up with what you've come up with, because those 20 people could not decide on the same subject. And what you've done, it took one person doing what you've done and going through that process and working through that process in order to put this together and wireframe it so that what you're getting is what you've worked for. So tell me what that patent process looked like. So you got a lot of people in the room. They got all creative. You captured their ideas. You got all the thoughts on paper. What happened next? Well, that's right. The first step is to capture the vision of the team that Doug put together and capture all the functions and features that they had envisioned, regardless of where their product was at that time. And so we filed multiple patents. We filed a version one patent, a version two patent, and we're continuing to file more patent applications today that are pending. But let's talk a little bit about the recently granted uh, patent, United States patent number 10,521,822. Um, that's the first uh, granted patent to Board Active, and it relates back to the earlier vision that they had in one of the earlier brainstorm sessions. That's the one that initially we had a talk with the examiner, the patent examiner, and multiple interviews with the patent examiner at the case, who asked us, well, I've seen companies who drop an ad from a billboard to a phone. Tell me how you guys are claiming something that is different. And during that process, we explained to her the board active vision, and it clicked. It made sense, and the examiner who's been doing this for many years and is a primary high-level examiner at the patent office was able to connect with us and see a clear path to getting granted patent claims for us. So it was more about explaining the vision and differentiating what others have filed patents on before and once we got the vision, the examiner really started to understand and appreciate our claims and the adjustments. You're always making adjustments to the claims during examination. And the adjustments we made were the appropriate adjustments that the examiner deemed allowable and has since issued a patent for. So there was some back and forth with the examiner and the patent office with that regard. So as you're aware, we have what's known as the information disclosure requirement. All the homework we did, all the research we did, we had to present to the examiner. And so if you look at the file history, we we submitted the information disclosure statements that, that showed everything that we found to be in this industry. And after the examiner reviewed and considered all of that, the examiner issued our patent. So what does it cover? If dropping down ads has already been patented, if looking through ad history is not a patentable concept, as in, hey, I drove on this road, let me pull up all the billboards I drove by and look at the records. The examiner said there's been a lot of work in that space already, so where do we stand in this patent? And I think anyone reading the, the patent would understand that it's ours isn't just about dropping an advertisement from a billboard down to the user's phone or the user's navigation system or their infotainment system in their car. It's more about what happens next, right? It's more about the vision that board activists come up with. How do we interact with the user? How do we follow the user? How do we determine what direction the user is going and adjust what we provide based on that direction? Are they going north on Interstate 85 or are they going south on Interstate 85? And that's a simple geofence won't get you there. If you got a geofence, 
You just know the point where they use it. If they're in this point, they get this ad. But billboards are two-directional, right? They face one way and another way. So, you know, what direction is the user going? What ad should they receive? And what's the motion once they pass the geolocation? What's their general motion? Is it towards, you know, if it's a fast food restaurant A, is it towards the store? What fast food restaurant A like to know about that? And so wouldn't they like that analytical data behind it? And what can they do with it and how can we adjust it? This version one of the patent explores a lot of that subject matter. So how does engagement and retargeting fit into that language? So we have multiple patents in our portfolio. We're international in our portfolio and in several countries. And we've submitted a lot of claims in a lot of pending applications. Retargeting is an important aspect. Continue to track down to the point of sale system. See if someone walked by an ad and went straight to the fast food restaurant B to purchase and integrating into the existing infrastructure that fast food restaurant B might already have. They might already have an app in which they market to their users and engage their users, giving them the ability to track all their assets, billboards, and who's in the geolocation relative to that, and what are they doing after? Are they going to fast food restaurant B? Are they on their route to fast food restaurant B? How do we increase the likelihood that they are on route? How do we incentivize? How do we engage with that customer? And then after we're able to track, they did go to that fast food restaurant. Probably means they did buy something and offer them promotions to or rewards. And during that process of getting users engaged, you're able to track their activity. You're able to learn about these users and provide data back to fast food restaurant A that they never had before. Sounds like this is next level stuff. Yeah, our platform is really, really strong on the fact that we can take a visual or a place and we can bring that visual or place and track that all the way down to a point of sale system so that any type of advertisement campaign, a place can be tracked any number of ways, but it can be tracked to a point of sale system so that it shows where that particular user came from. Doug, if I could do the analogy of internet tracking here, car companies, for instance, they know when you're car shopping, they know when you fit their site, they'll drop a cookie and they'll track you. And that's how they do their retargeting on other websites that you may be. In fact, if, if you're on one of their competitors' websites, they'll know about it. Data companies provide a lot of online behavioral data which remains in the United States a wholly, in large part, self-regulated. So there is a lot of that internet tracking. Our virtual navigation through the internet is being tracked and used to help us make decisions of what we purchase. Board Active has enabled that to occur in the physical world. Now, I'll give you the example of a city bus with an attorney personal injury ad on that bus. That personal injury attorney has no idea who saw the bus with their ad on it. But if we're able to track that bus's location and know that's an asset that the personal injury attorney has, we will know who was in that presence of that bus. And in a sense, the ad drop to that person walking on the street, you know, they they see that bus go by. If they get that ad drop onto their phone, that's very much like dropping a cookie on their computer while they're web browsing. Now we can track their activity. 
Similarly, if they walk by a fast food restaurant's billboard, we can drop that ad and that begins the tracking of their activity. So what Board Active has done is enabled the physical touches, if you will. How do we touch these people and stay with them after they enter our geolocation? Our billboard is one example. After they pass that space, we want to touch them and we want to keep up with them and track their activities down to the point of sale. So, Doug, I don't know if I did justice to what you guys are doing in that explanation, but... Yeah, you can do it with all kind of uh, different variations. You can do it through a shopping mall where you go through a mall and, and you go through a geofence at a mall and uh, you can start your uh, engagement there. Or you could do it even as simple as uh, you can geofence a road sign on a highway and track that uh, particular user all the way to a particular location and drive them, even if they're going to a competitor, you can drive them to your location. And that's the power of our platform. And so all this is accomplished through the lens of a mobile device, through a mobile app, correct? A mobile computing device. And and keep in mind, your car has a mobile computing device in it. It's not just your phone. Your iPad is a mobile computing. Your laptop is a mobile computing device. Your watch is a mobile computing device. Your headphones are mobile computing devices. Your AR augmented reality glasses are mobile computing devices. So... We're bringing that down to any kind of mobile computing device, and, and a mobile phone is, a, or smartphone is usually the most relatable example today, but 5, 10, 20 years down the line, any kind of mobile computing device may be integrated in the board active solution. And as it relates to us walking in the city and passing a bus uh, that has an ad on it, we might the next day get an email, we might get a text message, we might immediately get some kind of content on our phone that relates to what we just may have interacted with or seen in our physical environment. And uh, let's go back to the fast food restaurant example. They're now able to incentivize us and give us promotional offers based on our movement and activities in relation to that ad that we just walked by. And so that's where Board Actives really pioneered. Uh, Like the examiner found and like our research found that the simple dropping of content to a user's phone, that's not where Board Active's innovation is. It's really what we do with that, how we interact with the users, how we reveal additional interactivity content based on the user's activity, and how we provide the data and uh, analytics back to the advertiser, the fast food restaurant, uh, so they're able to gauge the effectiveness of their physical marketing uh, resources that they put in and their assets in that regard. So. I think this is huge. I think this is something the industry is moving towards and that we're definitely uh, securing a lot of IP around that right now. So, Doug, what was your vision at that point? When we did the wireframe on this, we looked at the background of what was available. One of the things that really, really intrigued me was uh, the fact that the augmented reality 3D virtual holographics thing was the future. And I knew that. Matter of fact, it's real funny. When we were getting towards the end of the uh, writing of the patent, I kept emphasizing that to Yuri. I was adding things. Oh, yeah. So, Yuri, did you forget about this? Did you forget about that? Did you add this? It's really funny at the end how I just wanted to make sure that we were all covered in things that I thought in the future would really be powerful in the personalization world. It's not really an advertising world. It's a personalization world. And that's something that we're really, really focused on. 
I knew it would come down to personalization, and this was way back. So, you know, when I went past that billboard and I didn't know what it said and I didn't know what it meant and I didn't know where they were and I didn't know anything about that particular brand, I knew down the road that one day I wanted to know and I wanted to be able to interact with that brand and I wanted to be able to to get information back from them. So that's how all of the, the, the whole vision came about. And, and it's just remembering that we had a completed patent application and then with every new idea going back to the drawing board make sure it's properly spec'd out and then enabled in our filing because we just kept an open line of ideas and Doug and his company you know encourages that and that's what is the right mentality but one thing is notable and I'd like to see if it hits in the future but you know everyone's got a smart TV now mm. and Doug was a visionary on that we included a lot of smart TV advertising and, and the smart TV knows when your phone, I got a Samsung TV, I got a Samsung phone. And so now all of a sudden, they know if I saw an advertisement being streamed on my screen at a certain time. So now you're able to gauge the effectiveness of your ads, not just by how many impressions it had by being played through on the internet, but who was in the room when it was being played? What did they do afterwards in their physical world uh, after it was being played? So we are all about communicating the ad to the user's phone and if not just knowing when that user was present during the display of an ad whether it was displayed at a particular time on a tv screen or at a physical space on a billboard so doug really went deep and we have a lot covered that's pending internationally right now and it's interesting to see how that'll come out so what you guys were just talking about is amazing but how did you get ahead of multi-billion dollar huge tech companies on these ideas so let's just uh Look at it from a philosophical perspective. Why would a big company acquire a smaller company, especially if that big company might have the resources to rebuild all the software code? And let's say this early stage company might not have a big customer base. I believe the reason would be for its human resources and intellectual capital, and that is secured by their intellectual property rights. And that levels the playing field. So how do the tech companies compete? Well, you can't compete with the resources. You can't compete with the large development teams. You can't compete with the opportunities those companies have to make channel partners and get a customer base. But you can compete with the ideas. You can compete with the vision. And that's what the patent system is for. Patent system is to enable the early stage companies, the the under-resourced great minds to present themselves and have a level playing field with these big guys. And it's not all about IP. It's it's also about a great team, great leadership, getting to market and getting the attention of folks. But at the same time, we are now interested, and there are many companies out there who will also be interested in mutually beneficial opportunities to take a look at our patent, to take a look at our patent portfolio and say, look, Uh, We do want to work together. We do want to establish a mutually beneficial relationship using the IP that you've developed in Board Active. And that's what we're looking forward to. You know, we don't, in many early stage companies, have that opportunity to, to leverage that. Yeah. From my standpoint as a founder and CEO... When you're building a company, especially a technology company, you've got to have building blocks. And this is one of the building blocks that you have as you grow that company. You know, you've got investors and you've got to, when you do these, what they do is the the value of your company just jumps tremendously. 
And I had a, a investor, his name was John Meany, and John just stayed on me about getting the patent. I said, Doug, we got to get this patent. we got to get this patent. And I really, you know, I blew it off a couple of times and it, because me and Yuri had gone back and forth about the fact that, you know, it, it's just tough to do what we, we wanted to do in the early stages till we really sat down and, and I really saw the vision and, and where we needed to go with this thing. But John really, really pushed it. I give him credit for getting this thing actually done. So the part that really, really is interesting is the investor's enthusiasm of the patent. And that's the thing, the employee's excitement of, of, the, of getting this patent. You know, they know they're part of something really, really strong and really big. You know, and the one thing that I, I do know is that as a founder and a CEO of this company, you know, I am going to protect our uh, invention, our IP now, and I'm going to protect our investors in their investments, and I'm going to protect our employees. So what Yuri has done has, has built a foundation for us to succeed as a technology company. And working with him has really, really been a tremendous experience for me personally. You know, when Yuri walked in and I, he looks very, very young, I was like, wow. But the experience that he has overcome anything that, you know, his looks... Uh, portrayed he's got the experience he knows patents and that's why i chose him and that's why i stuck with him and that's why we work together and work really really good together yuri is a very very excellent patent attorney and uh i look forward to working more with him for sure thank you i look forward to staying young looking too doug yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have said that but thank you yeah, i appreciate yeah. it you do you really do so, Doug, you talked about protecting your intellectual property. How do you guys plan on enforcing that? Well, the intellectual property that you have is meant to protect you, your company, and your customers. And I think that in our discussions with the board active uh, leadership and their investors, it's going to be a top priority for us. We hope that our intellectual property rights will enable us to make excellent partners and to build and foster the future of the industry. At the same time, we intend to make and use our rights when they're necessary. And oftentimes you find that some people might play unfairly, and if they play unfairly, then we have recourse now. That's an option that is always on the table for a company with a patent, but in particularly with Board Active, I think that the amount of the money and resource and time they've been invested into the process it's something that no early stage company or large company would want to take as an, into any kind of litigation, but it's something that is available to us now that we have a granted patent. Yeah, and I, I want to add to that. When you're a founder or CEO of a company and you do have an, an IP coming, you start strategizing, especially about two, two or three months before you actually get that, because you kind of have a feeling whether you're going to get that grant or not. You know, it's a stat that I, I was really stunned about, said that 75% of all patents get rejected in the U.S. and in the U.K. So that was really stunning to me. And for us to be able to get this patent, really got to give kudos to Yuri and his firm. You got to have a patent strategy. And that's something that we've been studying and, and I've been working on. I've been making a lot of trips, talking to a lot of different firms and stuff like that to, to make sure that I'm on target. I've got some really good advisors that I'm working with, some people that have got experience in this type of field. So they've really made a point to really help me through this process. And as I reach out to them, they've been really giving me some valuable advice. 
you know, we want to work with everybody. I want to license it. You know, that's the easiest way. I'm very easy to get to. I shouldn't even have to send out anything. People know their tech. But, you know, we're going to defend our patent for sure. Doug, I, I want to take a little bit of the credit off of me. You have a great team that came out with an innovative idea. And it's the idea on its merits that was granted the patent. You know, a patent attorney doesn't work any magic. It's the idea. It's the innovation. And it's the examination it went through with the patent office that led to the patent being granted, Doug. So I'm happy to be part of your team, but certainly this is the innovation that's speaking with the patent office, not the the, IP team you have. Yeah, but the experience that you've brought to the team and the ability to work together and kind of lead us was very, very critical. And that's some talent from your end. And that's what it takes is two people working together the way we work together. And, you know, sometimes it was edgy. You're pretty good with taking some stuff from a founder and CEO. Everything wasn't rosy, but it ended up very, very well. Thank you. Now, this doesn't sound like a cheap process. You already talked about the time and resources it takes to take on this kind of giant. Doug, (laughs) you're writing the checks, man. What's that look like for you? Oh, yeah. Yuri, he's a very well-paid patent attorney, but he's earned every penny of it and is worth every penny of it. So there is no, not even an afterthought of the money that we spent to do this. My advice to someone has an IP that's trying to get a patent is you better have some backing or you better have some kind of way to fund it because it's not cheap. It's the most expensive legal process that there is. With that, you've got to prepare yourself. You just can't call a patent attorney and think you're going to pay $5,000 and get a patent. That just does not happen. And for you to go in and think you can do them yourself, if you've got a good idea, there's absolutely no way. You've got to get a patent attorney. You know, we, we've really got a great one. And uh, couldn't be more prouder to have Yuri on our team. And the Founders Legal team is happy to serve you and your company, Doug, as well. Thank well, you. Sounds like two great teams working together. Yuri, speak to Doug's mindset and drive. One of a kind. I respect Doug as a leader, as a visionary. I respect the fact that he's got ample competence in the industry he's in. And his leadership style is very unique. And he's got a contagious vision. He's got a a way to convey a message that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable at first, but... (laughs) When you keep doing it consistently and persistently, Doug, you spread this energy that enables your vision to become a reality. And that's very few people have that level of certainty, have that level of confidence and fearlessness. And just to say, I'm not going to let the naysayers change my direction. I'm a very fast and heavy forward moving train with a lot of momentum. Doug, and very few people can achieve that level of certainty and confidence like you have. And so, yeah, Doug can be very difficult to work with. I will say that. And I know it's going to get broadcasted. Um, <laughs> and that's not news to anybody who's worked with Doug before, but tremendous amount of respect for those type of people because they actually get results. And this granted patent is evidence of that. Thank you, Yuri. That was uh, really powerful words. You know, I do what I do for my team and you're part of our team. It's the results that we've accomplished as a group, knowing the competitive nature of that I've always had in my life during my life. I do not like not finishing tasks. And this is a goal that I put ahead 
in front of us, and uh, I knew that it was achievable with the right team, and we've got the right team. I have the absolute greatest minds working for me and working with me that a small company can get. These guys are very powerful. They're future CMOs, they're future CTOs, and I've told them several times that you'll never be in the room with more powerful people in your life. The future is so bright for these youngsters that are working with us. You know, they got the vision that they really love working with Board Active, and I challenge them every day, and I have expectations. But overall, these guys, they have the same mindset that I have is to finish the task. Doug's not the kind of guy who's ever going to be bullied around. Never. And now that he's got a patent, there's no telling how you're going to change the industry, Doug. I may get nicer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You got a big stick now. I might, right? I might get nicer. You know, <laughs> you told me when we when this thing happened, you said, Doug, you now have a nuclear arsenal in, in your weapons. Mm. And so, you know, I want to get nicer. So everybody can uh, relax a little bit and uh, enjoy this. Oh, for sure. There's a lot to celebrate with Yuri Eliezer and Doug Pittman. Guys, let's get back in studio real soon for part two of this conversation. What do you think? Look forward to it, Joey. There's a lot more to talk about, for sure. Absolutely. And as we get more patents filed and deeper into the examination process internationally, I'd like to share updates on that front as well. Yes, sounds awesome. Lots of fantastic news to share here with founder and CEO of Board Active, Mr. Doug Pittman, and chair of the IP practice group at Founders Legal, Mr. Yuri Eliezer. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Let's make it a great 2020. Take care and have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to Simple Tech Talk. Visit us online at boardactive.com and follow us on the socials. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.